This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, good morning, and once again, welcome to Inside Twins. Chris Atterbury with you from our network headquarters here at Target Field. If you're just joining us, this is typically the start of a marathon Sunday across our network, Inside Twins, then the pregame lineup card, then baseball, followed by the postgame download with Henri bearing down on the East Coast. Uh, There will be no baseball in New York today. The Twins and the Yankees will make that ballgame up in September. Twins, of course, off tomorrow, then head to Boston. And again, weather permitting, we'll begin a series there with Fenway. The Rangers and Red Sox also washed away as all of the East Coast basically on lockdown with Henri taking over. That doesn't mean, though, that we don't have inside Twins for you. So for the next half hour, we will be joined by Assistant General Manager Jeremy Zoll to talk all things Twins and then get you on about the rest of this gorgeous weekend here in Twins territory as the Twins try to figure out first how to get to Boston and second, uh, if and when they'll be able to play in Boston. We are resuming here today, Jeremy. First and foremost, you have graduated from having to wear out three minutes of your Sundays with me on the minor league update to a full half hour. So I apologize in advance uh, for uh, tenfold uh, ruining your Sunday morning. Thanks for having me on, Chris, and uh, it's all good. We'll do brunch uh, after the segment. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit, first and foremost, about what's going on with Henri. You're a guy who grew up on the East Coast, went to school out there. Uh, For those in the Midwest, this whole tropical storm situation thing is unfamiliar. We know about the tornadoes. We know about snowstorms and things of that nature. Uh, But this severe weather system is not new. We've seen this before. Uh, You've got friends and family back east. What's the word you're hearing, even from folks in the travel party, about how this is going to play out the next couple days? Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely something that the East Coast is is used to, but not not typically hitting the Northeast in in late August. So we'll we'll chalk it up to the 2020, 2021 um, shenanigans that we continue to try to navigate across across the country. But uh, definitely sounds like going to going to be pretty wet over there and uh, everyone getting outdoor furniture inside and uh, have to have to get re ready for for Labor Day weekend once uh, once this clears out. And literally travel is an issue, like in terms of just if you wanted to ship a guy back or bring a guy up from St. Paul, that's probably not as easy as it sounds uh, during weather situations like this. Yeah, it, it came up in, in conversations uh, the last few days trying to trying to figure out if, if we were going to need pitching coverage, how, how exactly we we're going to navigate that and uh, upcoming travel as well. I know the Amtrak got shut down uh, today, so it's, uh, it's a little bit of an adventure out there and um, I guess a good time to have the game canceled and an off day uh, tomorrow. You mentioned pitching coverage. Is there an update today on Kenta Maeda? Is he still with the group and will that MRI still happen as scheduled? His MRI uh, did happen. We're, we're uh, working through interpreting the results, getting all the uh, doctors uh, on the same page uh, with our group, Dr. Chris Camp, with with our other um, lead, lead orthopedists and 
uh, working through that process today and hopefully have an update either by the end of the day or tomorrow on that end. So if I told you at the start of the year that you're heading to Fenway and your healthy rotation arms are Jacks, Ober, Barnes, uh, Albers, uh, John Gant, uh, would you have just laughed or uh, would you cry? Like, would you do both? I mean, great opportunity for these guys, but obviously indicative, not just of injuries, not just of situation that led to the trade of a guy like Barrios, but attrition throughout the system, top to bottom, in terms of guys who maybe you had hoped or planned to have elevated to this level, not being able to answer the bell, or guys who would answer the bell in the past, that Smeltzer, Dobnak, Thorpe group, not being able to, to stay healthy. I mean, literally everything that could possibly have gone wrong has gone wrong in that round. Totally. Would, would have definitely been scratching my head a little bit if, if uh, you, you said that John Gant and Andrew Albers were, were in the rotation at the beginning of the, the year. Um, you know, it's, it's been an adventure um, at the major level, at the minor level, league-wide, um, navigating all these injuries and uh, doing our best to, to get our guys healthy and responsibly built up and, and re-contributing. Good to see Randy Dobnak uh, make a rehab start yesterday with, with the Mighty Muscles, and, and he'll rejoin AAA this coming week. But it's, uh, it's definitely been an adventure getting through, through this season, and I, I know we're not alone in that regard. And you mentioned it's league-wide, and other teams have to deal with, with this as well. And this was uncharted territory because baseball is such a game of routine and when you work out, how you work out. The Twins have invested heavily in the medical infrastructure in terms of trying to figure out how to keep people healthy. It's a question that hasn't been answered. Nobody knows truly how to do this. Uh, so as you go through a year like this, how do you, along with the rest of the front office and all the medical experts that you, you've brought in, how do you discern bad luck from process that needs to change from a one-off because of what happened with last year to uh, just being baseball. And maybe we need to still continue to find a different way to do it. Yeah. It, it's, it's so hard. And you're hitting on a lot of the, the important points there when we're, when we're thinking through these things, like ultimately each pitcher, each player is, is an individual that comes with, with a different history, different experiences, um, different, you know, strengths and weaknesses, both, both literally in the weight room and, and through their movement assessments and, and otherwise, and, and they're all of the players in our system, uh, major league, minor league, their 2020s looked, look so different than normal, normal years. And also, um, just from, uh, across, uh, comparing one another. So it's, it's pretty hard to just say, if we change this one part of our program, this should fix the problem. Um, and it's a lot more talking about how do we, mitigate risk as much as possible and how, and how do we navigate that component as opposed to if we just install this one piece of technology or we just change this part of our snc program or our rehab program that that will solve the 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 injury uh injury challenges that that we nav that we're navigating yeah and there have been some some great success stories griffin jacks is a great success story bailey ober is a great success story and even within those two they're completely different in terms of their history their body types what they throw all of those things with a guy like bailey ober you guys have now moved into uncharted territory you've managed to keep him healthy and active every five or so days throughout the course of the year which has been the goal derek was very clear from the beginning that whether he was pitching in double a in the instructional league wherever he was this was going to be his plan now you're still in the big leagues. Where does the plan go from here after cresting the the highest innings that he's ever pitched? Yeah, it, it's something we're gonna just have to monitor really every, every five days and see how things unfold. So, um, as you mentioned, it's totally uncharted territory, and he's someone that we spent a lot of time with trying to get healthy and um, through all our assessment processes with the SNC group, with with our reconditioning group, with our medical group, we. 
um, you know, are keeping really close tabs on how he's progressing, watching below trends, watching pitch movement trends and, and so on. Um, but it's been great to see him uh, really, really be healthy the, the whole year so far. And that was, you know, on the, on the flip side of your previous question, um, this is one where he's battled consistent injuries throughout his professional career and, and has put in a ton of work um, last offseason heading into spring training um, to really improve the way he moves. Uh, went through a little bit of an arm slot uh, adjustment with our pitching group and put himself in a really good position to, to make it this far. So we're, we're thrilled for, for the success that he's had and, um, and going to just monitor it start to start here uh, for the rest of the year. You've used the phrase essence uh, group, which sounds like a, a company that, you know, stages homes for sale with the scented candles. What is, what is the, is it S and Z? Is it S and C? What is this? Our, our strength and conditioning. Okay. Group. There we go. S and C. S and C. Okay. Not S and Z. Chuck Bradway, Dave Rack, um, and Jen Rayner Marcello is our uh, reconditioning specialist. She kind of floats between our our strength and conditioning and, and medical side of things. So uh, that that those are some of the people uh, that I'm I'm referencing among others. A reconditioning specialist. So we've heard of a strength and conditioning, but this is a reconditioning specialist. What exactly is a reconditioning specialist? Yeah. So Jen is uh, someone who. Um, She's a chiropractor by trade um, and has extremely good manual therapy skills. Um, so herself and, and Dennis Cologne um, kind of handle uh, as much as our PTs uh, in our group are working typically to, to help rehab our players that are injured. Um, Jen and Dennis are, are, are working with um, players who are healthy, but we think we can help optimize the way that they uh, move, perform, et cetera, um, it better. And they have, all different techniques to, to help accomplish that. So um, Bailey Ober is, is, is one example who, who has spent a ton of time with, with Jen. And, and uh, I know one of your favorite Spencer Steer, someone who spent a, a long time with, with Dennis um, in, in minor league spring training. Um, so it's uh, we're, we're, we're really excited about the work that that group does uh, and being integrated in the kind of overall high performance team uh, process there. And behind the curtain, this is one of the booming areas in baseball, right? Uh, there's a, there was an arms race analytically to try to get the coolest algorithms and the, the brightest brains to, to dissect stuff. And then in terms of, uh, not just medical is too broad a term, but we went from having a trainer who doubled as the bus driver uh, and might rub down your arm if you were the starting pitcher. And then maybe we added a masseuse. Uh, and now this is kind of where teams are looking to gain a massive advantage, isn't it? Like how big is your group? Yeah, so it's uh, probably since I, I joined the Twins about four years ago, it, it's it's approaching like doubling in size in that period of time. And, and I think that even as we start to turn to like off-season planning discussions, we, we envision um, that, that group to continue to grow pretty significantly, um, you know, certainly to, to manage all the, the injuries we are dealing with and, and the demands of that job. And there's also just been an increase in kind of logistical administrative protocols for that group. But as we try to, to do better and optimize for player, player health and player performance, um, you know, we have three athletic trainers and, and a physical therapist at the major league level. When you look up and you see you only have one athletic trainer at, at minor league affiliates and, um, you know, one or two down at the complex in Fort Myers and people get stretched pretty thin, like it, the, the people capital that we can that we can put in there is, is really, really valuable to try to um, push to the next level with with all these programs. Interesting stuff with Assistant General Manager Jeremy Zoll. We'll take a break. Our first break, we'll come back more from Inside Twins. Brought to you by Killaber Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made when we return on your home for Twins Baseball. It's a perfect Sunday across Twins territory. Not so nice weather-wise back east, which means no baseball today. The Twins and the Yankees 
will conclude their four-game series later in September. They'll make that one up on September 13th after the Twins lose three straight in New York. The show is Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, joined by Assistant General Manager Jeremy Zoll. Your name, Jeremy, obviously, uh, for a lot of fans associated with the minor leagues because you were the director of the minor leagues for the last several years. You picked an odd year to transition into an Assistant General Manager's role last year with all the chaos and then on into this year. The front office, obviously, Derek, that Rob Anthony, uh, Daniel Adler, yourself, everybody has different skill sets. Everybody also different responsibilities. How does that break up for folks who may be wondering kind of what goes on uh, in, inside the front office? Yeah. So as, as you mentioned, I was uh, the farm director for the first couple of years with the organization, transitioned into this role. And um, uh, my oversight of the minor leagues remains with, with Alex Hassan being promoted into our farm director role. So work closely with Alex on the minor league side and then also partner with Dr. Chris Camp from, from Mayo on the um, on the per- high performance team side of things. So that includes our medical group, our strength and conditioning group, um, and others that that fall into that that vein. So um, kind of those. And that's are- across the whole organization, correct? Not just the big league level. Correct. That is that is uh, the major leagues all the way through to to the minor leagues and um, various other people like Michael Salazar, Ian Kadish, Chad Jackson, David Rack, etc. That. Uh, can make, help make up that team, but ultimately uh, those two prongs are are kind of falling under under my responsibility there. And then, as you mentioned, Rob Anthony brings a ton of experience being with the Twins for over 30 years, um, and he typically falls into the the player personnel, pro scouting, international scouting side of things, working closely with Brad Style, Fred Guerrero, and others. And um, Daniel Adler um, has the R and D group that that falls uh, under his wing, and um, there's a number of different branches of of the research and development team that, that, that builds that, that group out. Um, and then the three of us kind of, uh, bubble up into that and Derek and, um, they, uh, kind of bounce around, uh, between the two of them into which areas they're going to focus their time on. And depending on what's going on at the major league level and, and otherwise we, we, you know, just work closely with really the five of us all together on, on anything that comes up. How challenging a year has it been as a group because outward facing and to your staff, to the team, to the coaching staff and uniform staff, you have to remain calm. You're the captains of the ship. Uh, and yet things are falling apart that you have no control over. You're constantly having to plug holes. And then some of your best laid plans, either they, they just didn't work out for whatever reason or you have to transition along the way. Uh, has it been a, a frustrating year? And how do you guys as a group up there stay together and coalesce to continue to lead in an, one direction? It, it's definitely been an adventure, even even things as simple as like, what does the return to office plan look like? You know, those are things that we've had to navigate as a group this year. Um, and, and it's led to you know, standing Zoom Zoom call meetings to make sure we have times blocked out given, you know, the realities of, of the world in 2021 and, and navigating the COVID-19 situation. But um, no doubt it's been, uh, 2021 has has been a super challenging year uh, for the Twins, for the organization. A lot of things that, that could go wrong ultimately um, did go wrong. And um, I think that, you know, starting with Derek and Thad at the top, like they've, they've done an excellent job of of keeping us um, together as best as, as possible. And um, certainly uh, in the tough times, you have a chance to either break apart or spend more time together. And I, and I think that um, we feel that that togetherness coming through. Um, it doesn't mean we don't still have a lot of work to do to, to get everything moving back in the right direction. But I, I think we are optimistic that uh, we can we can work through that together. 
And some of that big picture stuff uh, is reflected in the minor leagues where it's been a very productive year. Some new affiliates, uh, obviously St. Paul, Wichita, uh, a lot of successes individually and collectively throughout the minor leagues, but also one less team. And that's a whole different set of challenges. You mentioned you still have a leg in that whole uh, development minor league side. The taking away of the short season leagues, uh, the pushing back of the draft, I would imagine that has presented some challenges, even as simple as we drafted some college position guys and we don't have any place to put them. Yeah, that, that's been a real adventure this year, having the draft be uh, about a month later than, than it was uh, previously. And as you mentioned, you know, losing Elizabeth and as an affiliate. So um, in, in the first part of the year, we have we have our complex group, which, you know, it consists of extended spring training, about 60 healthy players, plus our rehab group. And it was really nice having low A uh, turn into Fort Myers Mighty Muscles. So really Fort Myers is this hub of 90 to 100 healthy players. We can optimize our staffs. There's, there's these great synergies that come about. Um, but having the draft in, in July, then there was a pretty long layoff for a number of the players we drafted. Um, and, and they were in a tricky spot how much they were going to do throwing-wise for pitchers and, and so on. So uh, by the time that our drafted players showed up a week after the draft, uh, prime, for most of them that signed pretty quickly, um, you know, it had been a couple months and they had only thrown, you know, a bullpen or two or, or three, you know, depending on, on the player. And then we had to be really thoughtful, responsible, how we were going to build them up, how we were going to think through um, getting them ready for instructional league and, and what, what exactly would that look like. And for the, the position players, while um, that requires a little bit less time from a buildup perspective to get them ready for game action, to your point, um, to we used to just be able to slide those players into the happy league, get the, have them get their feet under them. And then some would make their way up to Cedar Rapids um, by, before the end of the season. Uh, but now we're faced with, with how, how do we navigate that? And, and what does that look like? And had a ton of live BPs. Um, in fact, we were signing players from independent, independent ball to, to pitch to our hitters um, because our pitching coverage was so thin at the lower levels. And ultimately those pitchers have now worked their way into games, but had to get really creative on finding ways to, to navigate that. And, um, it's been a challenge for for Alex and the group, but um, good to see some of those guys starting to work their way into game action now. Yeah, necessity, the mother of invention, and you guys uh, are creating opportunities, and we'll see players who take advantage of those opportunities. One final segment with Jeremy Zoll when we return to Inside Twins and your home for Twins baseball. It's our final segment of Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created. Legends are made. No baseball today. Foul weather uh, running up and down the West Coast with, uh, I don't know if it's fully promoted a hurricane yet Henri uh, is wreaking havoc though so no baseball in new york twins hope to play again in boston on tuesday after dropping three in a row to the yankees uh, we are joined by assistant general manager jeremy zoll in our last couple minutes here let's see how i go down memory lane let's go back to our old sundays together where i would ask you about minor league players we know about jose miranda i went and saw him get four more hits last night he's a hitting machine we know about Giovanni moran uh, give me the name of a position guy in the minor leagues who isn't being talked about, who twin fans should be fired up to learn more about and maybe start watching closely. Um, well, you really stole a thunder taking Jose Miranda off the table because <laughs> he's easy. What he has done this year. I feel like it needs to be appreciated more. Maybe Alex. What the Saints are, were like 500 when he got called up and they've gone like they're in first place now ever since he showed up. Um, no, I, I, uh, if, if we're going to go a different direction, a, cu a couple that would stand out, Matt Walner has had, a, has had a really nice year. It got interrupted in the middle, uh, in the middle, a little bit with a handmade, uh, broken handmade and needed surgery on that, but he's back, um, and really showing the power production that we, uh, were excited about. Uh, we envisioned sending him to the Arizona fall league, um, 
to, to help make up those at bats. So uh, we're excited about Matt Wallner, certainly Spencer Steer, who we touched on a little bit earlier in the show has, has really um, taking a step forward here and seeing that power production already eclipsing the 20 home run mark is something that uh, is a real, real big development win for our group. Um, a couple other names that, that jump out. Edouard Julien has had a really nice season. Leading um, the world in walks, right? Like more walks than anybody in minor league baseball. He, he is uh, a walk machine. Um, so that's been, that's been cool to see. Um, left-handed bat that we are moving around the infield a little bit. And uh, Alex Solari just got back uh, from from his rehab process, and, and he's joining the Mighty Muscles, and, and we're excited about him as well. So those are a few that uh, maybe a, a little bit more under the radar uh, than than Jose Miranda, and uh, who have had some really nice years on the position player side. Yeah, Julian's so fascinating. The French Canadian guy went to Auburn. It's just it's a fantastic combination. All right, we got about a minute. A couple of arms that maybe we haven't talked about enough. Yeah, so obviously Joe Ryan is someone that we're excited about having him come over in the Nelson Cruz trade, and he had a really nice debut on on Friday night um, for for the Saints, striking out his first uh, lot of hitters. Uh, I think four or five, first six uh, in a row. Yeah, it was it was a good good start for him. Uh, Jordan Balazovic continues to make progress uh, in Double A. He's got a new changeup grip coming here that has more split action, and uh, we're excited about the progress that that he's making. Um, and then uh, Chris Valamon is someone who. Uh, still trying to hone in his command a little bit, but if he does, we think uh, he could take a real nice step forward with, with the four-pitch mix that he shows. So those are a few on the pitching side. All right, there we have it. Great to catch up with you, Jeremy. Uh, Assistant General Manager Jeremy Zoll joining us here on Inside Twins. No big league game to follow, but I know you'll find a way to fill your Sunday. Appreciate the time very, very much in the Insight Behind the Curtain. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. All right, that's Jeremy Zoll, Assistant General Manager of the Minnesota Twins. Again, no baseball today, so we're going to turn you loose into what is a spectacular late summer Sunday here across Twins territory. The Twins will be back in action on Tuesday in Boston at Fenway Park as they take on the Boston Red Sox in the first of three. This has been Inside Twins on your home, Twins Baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.